This is Mission.org. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm your host, Jeremy Bergeron, the Vice President of Media Strategy at Mission.org. And this is the show where twice a week, you'll get VIP access into the hearts and minds of some of the most influential marketers in the world. On Marketing Trends, we'll do two things. We'll go deep on a human level, and we'll go even deeper on the nitty gritty of what makes for the most successful marketers and strategies today. I'm glad you're here. Now let's get into it. You may have some fear or feel a sense of resistance when you hear the phrase affiliate marketing, especially if you had ever been burned by this form of marketing in the past. Like most sectors, a lot has improved in the affiliate space and that development has stemmed from the creation of tech tools. On this episode of Marketing Trends, Kevin Osborne, the Senior Vice President of Client Strategy at Acceleration Partners, gave us the lowdown on how affiliate partnerships can be thought of as more than a last ditch effort to milk remaining dollars out of the market. Management, implementation, and fraud resistance are all areas of modern affiliate marketing that have vastly improved as of late. People tend to pigeonhole affiliate marketing as kind of the last mile, get that last click, drive that last sale. But again, we really encourage, especially these bigger brands that have a broader perspective on what this channel can do and how it can operate across other traditional media channels that are already running. But a successful affiliate marketing strategy is more than just having the right tools or the best new gadgets. A big part of the value that Acceleration Partners brings to its customers is by providing guidance on best practices as you roll out your program. Kevin and I dove into how using data, tapping into tried and true marketing channels, and reducing friction on the back end have given modern affiliate marketing the power to be a key tool in your marketing mix, not just an afterthought. Your content is at the heart of what you do. It connects your company to others, teaches them, guides them, and inspires them. But creating, managing, and editing content at scale is often very chaotic and difficult. Empower your content teams with Brightspot Content Management System, made specifically for marketers and corporate communications leaders. No more waiting for a developer to have to piece things together. Put the power to create and deliver powerful yet complex digital experiences into the hands of your marketers with a comprehensive suite of ready-to-use tools and functionality. Bring a bright spot to your tech stack, your customers, your team, with the Brightspot content management system. Visit brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Marketing Trends. This is your host, Jeremy Bergeron, Vice President of Media Strategy at Mission.org. And today we have on the show, he's really here, Kevin Osborne, Senior Vice President of Client Strategy at Acceleration Partners. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jeremy. Happy to be here. Dude, super excited, man. Like I, I love 
a lot of what I get to do as a host connecting with badasses like you. I love that part. But when I get some, when I get a topic like affiliate marketing and kind of partnerships at that level, that's something that I have been so curious about for a long time. And I've seen different brands play really well. I've seen brands miss the mark. I've seen brands don't play at all. And so you're in a really interesting industry. And I, and I want to get into all that, but I just want to say, so pumped to have you. Let's start with the beginning for you. Let's start with kind of the genesis of marketing for you. Like, what was it that happened? Was it some interaction you had with a brand or was it a campaign? Like, what first grabbed you back in the days of you discovering marketing and discovering the power of marketing for brands? Yeah. So I guess I can give you the long answer or the short answer. The long answer is a bit of a story. And it actually started back in high school. Um, I actually got a job driving an ice cream truck for the summer. Uh, I love which, it. I love it. Right. Every high school kid's dream. Uh, but for me, honestly, you know, I was focused on business. I had done some other kind of summer jobs before and did some kind of business development things for some people that I knew. But, you know, ultimately, this is a place where I basically rented an ice cream truck. Right. So I paid a flat fee to rent an ice cream truck. And then basically I had the truck for the day. Right. There's a little bit of a rev share with the people that leased it to me. But at the end of the day, this thing was mine for 12 hours a day and I could do what I wanted with it. And well, it seems like a silly example. You know, the truth of the matter was, you know, it was kind of my first foray into marketing and actually my first foray into technically affiliate marketing. So I had this tool. I could go out there and kind of generate all the revenue I wanted with it. You know, a lot of people used to focus on the kids after school, take the truck out at three. Uh, but I realized actually I had a lot of business parks on my route. So I'd rent the truck at 12. I'd hit up some office buildings. You know, a big manager would come out and buy the highest cost ice cream and a whole boatload of it for everybody on his team. And wow, you know, for me, it was fascinating, right? And there's just all these different kind of consumer behavior you could see between kids and adults and playing the music and different routes. And I wow. don't know, it, it kind of just hooked me. So I was, I was in it from there. I love that. I think that's amazing. What, I mean, what, what, a, what a boot camp in like entrepreneurship, yeah. marketing, like, you know, just a, a full understanding partnerships, relationships, like what a, what a really cool thing to go through. And then I'm sure I can see how that was something that lit you up and probably started a real interest there. What was next for you? What did you do next? Kind of, what did you parlay that experience in and to, and what'd you get into next? Yeah. So, you know, at school, I worked for a startup company. Uh, we were actually in print media. Um, okay. And we were focusing okay. on on college campuses and really just how to capture that that college student audience and do okay. it in a way that worked for the brands that we worked with. So, you know, it was a really interesting kind of foray into marketing, print media, targeting certain demographics and how to penetrate these very kind of specific audiences in these very specific places. Um, and then also kind of the scalability of that, right? How do you take this thing that worked at four colleges and blow it up to 20, blow it up to 100. Wow. So looking at that and dealing with local businesses, national brands, national agencies, again, kind of to the boot camp uh, point, it was really kind of my first dive into, you know, really professional marketing and how you kind of worked with different media outlets, different brands, how to kind of communicate to these audiences. I really grabbed onto it. I love it, man. Tell Now, I, I wasn't super familiar with AP. And I say AP to our audience. I'm already, I'm already in the in club. It's Acceleration Partners. But I wasn't super familiar with the size and scope of Acceleration Partners, a very big organization in this affiliate kind of marketing space. But for our audience, kind of, can you kind of give us kind of the overview of, of really the reach and, and scale of Acceleration Partners? Uh, yeah, happy to. So we've been around for about 14 years now. Uh, but honestly, in the last five, we've kind of really hit that incline. We've gone from 40 people to about 240 in the last four years. Wow. 
we now manage about 175 different programs around the world. So we're not just in the US now, we're actually in EMEA, APAC, and Latin America as well. And yeah, we really feel like we're trusted by the world's largest brands. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And I saw something on the website about so many billions of transactions have already, probably billion or something ridiculous like that, revenue generated or through, through your partnerships or something to that effect. Correct. Yeah. So as I mentioned, we manage some pretty large scale brands. And with that, they have these massive, you know, affiliate and partnership programs. And, you know, these is, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of different partners driving transactions and driving awareness for the brands that we manage. So you, from the outside looking in, you saw this opportunity at Acceleration Partners. They're, they're obviously a big player in the space. You then decide to join. This is going to be a beautiful dance you start to really get involved on and seeing a lot of what's working inside some of these brands, maybe what's not working. I'm really curious about that part because now you're getting this education in affiliate marketing and how to really build like robust programs, right? There's the internet marketing aspect where if you know, if you're selling things online and you can have affiliates and that's great, but then there's also more robust programs you can put into place. And so Talk about that education for you and some of the things you were learning about working with brands of all sizes in this affiliate kind of marketing world. Yeah, I think what's fascinating about affiliate, and look, I think it, it may help as well just to back up and give a little bit of our perspective on kind of this affiliate universe, because a lot of people use different terminology. And I think it actually triggers a lot of assumptions about what quote unquote affiliate marketing is. I think really our perspective is affiliate is actually just a payment mechanism. So in our universe, you know, we look at brands that are trying to, you know, acquire subscribers, signups, sell shoes, whatever it may be. And at the end of the day, affiliate is simply a channel that's able to pay partners once an outcome takes place. So once a sale takes place, right? The universe of online marketing, of course, there's awareness and CPM based, there's, you know, engagement and CPC based. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of marketers are trying to get to that final accountable metric, which is does this drive sales, right? Is it hitting that final KPI? And I think what this kind of world enables marketers to do is spend media in that fashion, right? When a sale takes place, when an action takes place, then you pay your partner, not before that fact. What stage are you working with brands in terms of putting you know, together an affiliate marketing strategy where maybe there doesn't want to exist now or they have some version of it? Because to me, there's like so many different size companies and industries that you could begin to work with. Who's kind of the sweet spot for, for, your, for your business? Yeah. I mean, honestly, over the last three or four years, it's been really these direct-to-consumer companies, right? Okay. Whether it's the mattress space, whether it's retail, whether now it's healthcare and nutrition, um, CPG, meal kits, you know, a lot of these businesses that have kind of bypassed the brick and mortar experience and have really geared in on how to drive acquisition cost-effectively at scale. Yeah, I was saying, is there, is there maybe a DTC brand? Or if you can say the name, that's cool. If you can't, just a story, around, a story around a brand that maybe came to you that had some opportunity that, you know, of course, after partnering with you, was able to see some really interesting outcomes. So Pura Vita fell into that trap where they were working with a lot of coupon and discount, and they felt like they were you know, a lot of marketers feel this way. They're cheapening their brand, right? People are finding them. It's always some discount code. And half the time it does or it doesn't work. So that's the challenge that a lot of these brands face. And they come to us and say, look, we understand these partners are necessary and they do drive that last click and that last conversion, but we need awareness, right? We want to tell our story, right? We have this amazing brand. We, want, we don't want people to see us as 20% off. They want us to see us as working with bracelet makers in El Salvador, Right, mm -hmm, that are paying mm -hmm. and building a community down there that support our brand. 
Mm. And that's what we're able to do for clients like those, where they can actually tell that story through different media outlets. And those media outlets are then compensated on the sales that they drive, as opposed to just running the story in a PR fashion. Interesting. So so what do you believe high level a good affiliate marketing strategy looks like? Like what are some of the examples of like some of the key ingredients that a brand's going to want to have in place that you know is going to yield success when it comes to affiliate marketing? So the, the real answer is going to vary brand to brand, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think what's the most important aspect about again affiliate or what we refer to as partnership marketing is you know there's really a tool for every stage of the customer journey, right? If you want to work with awareness partners and mass media and content or niche and influencer, you know, there is a strategy and there is ways to work with those partners so they see value from your partnership. There's mm-hmm. ways to work with uh, top 10 lists and guides where people go to kind of start to explore which product they want. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, there is the stuff at the bottom of the funnel where people need that extra 5%, 10% off to actually convert and make that purchase. So I think mm-hmm. what I would tell people is, you know, you can use this tool, partnership marketing, and the different players that are involved in it to drive any part of the consumer journey that you want to, right? Mm. You can drive awareness, you can drive engagement, you can drive conversion. How close does Acceleration Partners work with a brand in terms of tools and technology and kind of handholding and supporting someone who's, you know, because some of these brands are quite large. And if you're coming in and doing a lot of surgery around their affiliate marketing or, or helping them start one where there wasn't one, how much involvement is that? Is it on? on is it, does that also really vary, or is it a really deep, entrenched kind of relationship between you know you and, and the brand you're working with? Yeah, great question. So it, it's really the focus is alignment around the overall marketing strategy of the brand. Right? Okay. I think. Okay. I think again, people tend to pigeonhole "quote unquote" affiliate marketing as kind of the last mile, where right? I get that last click, drive that last sale. But again, we really encourage, especially these bigger brands that have a broader perspective on what this channel can do and how it can operate across other traditional media channels that are already running, right? Whether that's social, whether that's PR, whether it's media buying through traditional publishers. You know, I think Mm. what we found with a lot of these forward-looking companies is they're seeing all of these things kind of starting to kind of converge into the same thing. And they really want to create measurement around that. And now today, obviously we're the agency, we provide the service, but there's actually some really sophisticated technology platforms out there as well that are great at looking at these deeper analytics, right? Whether that's attribution, whether that's certain measurement systems based on the partner type, whether it's different commissions based on the interaction that a customer has with the brand, right? That technology enables us to actually push forward a lot of these new strategies that encompass a broader marketing. That's awesome. So does Acceleration Partners actually have a suite of technology that they've created or make available? Or is it more a la carte, like partnerships with certain, certain brands depending on what people need. Yep. So there, there are technology brands out there that have really pushed this industry forward. Platforms like Impact or Partnerize or Share a Sale. These are the guys that have really kind of built the foundational technology that provides all of the reporting, uh, the attribution, the commissioning, right? That kind of is the technology layer that connects these relationships. But again, it's enabled us to actually drive new strategies, right? Now we can do coupon locking. We can do frog leaping where we give attribution to the person before the last click. We can do split commissioning. So different partners get a different percent of the sale that they drive. Hmm. So that technology being driven forward has really enabled us to actually drive new tactics and new strategies for our brands. You know, you mentioned a couple of things that are innovative, but what are some of the ways that maybe you're seeing 
innovation happen and unfold in affiliate in the affiliate marketing space, whether it's tools or approaches or what are some of the things maybe that you're seeing work well, things maybe you're testing? What's kind of the, where are we where are we heading as as an industry in the affiliate marketing world? Yeah, so probably a great case study around this is something we do with a large mattress retailer. Um, and they were very geared in as a marketing organization on incrementality. They're trying to find what are those segments, what are those touch points that are driving new to file customers and driving sales that, in their view, would not have happened otherwise. And so actually utilizing the technology platform they were on, we were actually able to gather the full clickstream of every interaction that a customer had with the brand across all their partner types. Oh, wow. So once we're able to see the lay of that land, and it might be 50, 70 different partners that are interacting with this customer as they go through that sales process, you know, once we're able to see all that, we can then align that to how the brand sees incrementality, right? And that's an important aspect. Every brand you talk to potentially has a different definition of what incrementality is, right? Different brands, direct to consumer, brand to brand, brick and mortar retail, right? They see incrementality differently. And one of the first things we try to do is align with them on what is that definition? How do you view that? What is the value of that? Once we can really kind of build those parameters, then we can view it through that lens of that customer journey and align it to their definition. And then once we do that, you know, this mattress retail is a good example. Once we were able to do that, then we could actually pay, you know, the partners that are driving the most quote unquote incremental sales, we can then pay them more because the value is far outweighs the other partners in that channel. So when you're able to do this, you can effectively grow and actually just be smarter on how you work with the different partners. That's awesome. So in- incrementality, that's, I've never, I haven't heard that before. That's interesting. Um, so you mentioned there's some things that you, that you think about in helping brands come up because they look at it differently, but let's unpack that a little bit more for me, this, how you help brands with this identifying what their incrementality is. Yeah. So again, it, it's going to vary brand to brand, but a lot of people are focused on new to file customers, right? They might be focused on cart size, right? They want to drive customers that are going to have higher cart size. You know, these brands, they all look at things a little bit differently. There's even some that look at their current CRM and say, hey, you know, we have 200,000 customers, right? How do we drive that re-engagement with them? How do we drive them to buy that second level of subscription? How do we get them to buy the new product that we just released, right? So there's just, there's very different views on varying from brand to brand on how they view incrementality and what to them is valuable, right? And, And that's our job to kind of align those things. I really love that. Do you also support brands in identifying the right kind of partnerships? What partners are already engaging and where, how are they engaging? And if they're not directly partnered with us, then let's go, let's go get them as partners. Is part of that also built in the strategy and the approach? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, probably one of the, the key elements of our service is partner development, right? So okay. these guys that are going out there and forging new relationships based on a brand strategy, right? We worked with a food delivery app uh, that was trying to acquire new restaurants, right? And, you know, there's certain ways that those restaurants engage with media and take action and direct mail was actually one of those, right? So working with a direct mail service to actually get that brand's message in front of those restaurant owners was really effective. And again, this was all brokered on a cost per sign up basis, right? So again, most people wouldn't think of direct mail as an affiliate, but in this case, they absolutely were. See, that's amazing. And that that direct mail is something that has come up a few times on this show with some, we, we actually had uh, the CEO of a direct mail automation company. We got to go deep on that. But I also noticed some brands 
are playing more in that direct mail space and are finding a lot more lift there. Um, some are exploring new ways to use it and leverage it. And with technology, it can be a really powerful tool. And so I'm glad you mentioned that. So you're still keeping that in the tool belt as possibilities because there's so much digital out there, so much options with MarTech and the intelligence you can get there that with that. And then you still have direct mail. Absolutely. And look, it's all about this technology platform, because as long as things can be tracked through a centralized platform, right? In this case, we're using vanity codes. So when these guys sign up, they use the vanity code. Well, then it's triggered in the, in the platform that's tracking all of the reporting and commissioning. Again, they're just another affiliate. And that's wow. true for podcasting. Most people don't think of podcasters as affiliates, but they absolutely are, right? It's just about, can you track those activities in a central platform. And then you can actually give attribution and commission based on that partner driving activity. What kind of growth are you seeing with, with some of these brands? And like, you know, cause you're seeing certainly this, the attribution that, you know, that you guys are building, you're seeing the lift and the outcome of that, but you must be, see all kinds of really interesting like outcomes for brands that are implementing the stuff you're helping them with. And I'm just curious how you view that growth. Like, do you expect things to move with such velocity now because there's so much technology and expertise available? Or is it more of setting the foundation correctly and then you're watching this thing grow and move because you put these pieces in place and you put the right ingredients in place of a good affiliate marketing and it can change, it can change an entire business. Absolutely. Right. And at the end of the day, you got to look at it almost just supply and demand, right? All uh -huh. these brands are the demand, right? They want to get out to customers. They want to drive new customers. They want to find channels that can communicate their brand and their value to a new set of customers. Hmm. On the other side of that, you have the supply, right? Which may be people think of as affiliates, or again, it could be a direct mailer. It could be a podcaster. It could be CNN or a major media publication that is willing to work with brands on a performance basis. And so wow. at the end of the day, you know, once the supply gets involved in this kind of universe of partner marketing, now they can access multiple brands, right? We might work with that direct mail brand to actually work with one specific brand. Mm -hmm. But now that they saw success with them, well, maybe there's another brand they can find success with and maybe another one. And then all of a sudden, this new partner that's kind of entered the landscape is working with hundreds of different brands and working in kind of this partnership marketing universe. Man, you, the thing is that I, I find so interesting is the intelligence that you get to see across the landscape of folks that you're helping and supporting because you get to see what's working and you get to see the impact of really solid cornerstone affiliate marketing that's bringing in mass amounts of revenue and awesome relationships. And you can go deep and in, into those into that world. So to me, the intelligence you have to see how this is working across industry is got to be some of the most valuable. You know, if, if I'm leading marketing at any brand and I, you know, I'm having coffee with you, I want to know all the stuff you've seen and the things that are working and the things that are not working and the things that the modern day CMO needs to be thinking about when it comes to affiliate marketing. Or am I, is the stuff that I'm missing? You know, do I have the right resources? Are there table stakes that I'm missing because my brand is really big and, and we lost touch of it? You know, are you know, these sorts of things that I just want to know your thoughts on and kind of your perspective on. Yeah, it's a great point. And I think the challenge is, especially with bigger, older brands, they have some really established marketing channels. And with those channels are really established marketing teams. And it's hard to almost zoom out and say, yes. which of this is redundant and which of this could be actually under the same management, under the same umbrella. And I think that's, that's a challenge a lot of CMOs, large brands are facing today. And I think when wow. they see things that start to consolidate 
and put everything into that same place where they can actually view it all together and they can understand how these different channels interact with each other gives them a much clearer view into what is effective, right? And, mm. and do these partners work or don't these partners work? And you know, whether it's incrementality or whether it's any other measurement they want, instead of measuring across 20 different channels, you, know, you can start to consolidate it down to two or three and really get that narrow lens into exactly what's happening within that channel. That's, it's, that, it's this thing that seems to happen inside of businesses of all shapes and sizes where things tend to get unnecessarily complicated. And it's like, wait a second, how can we simplify this? How can we use technology and use expertise to take these 35 different things? And like you said, look at how we can consolidate and streamline. And when you can simplify, you can scale, you know, and it's like simplicity is what can scale organizations in a really rapid way versus let's add all these unnecessary things and make it really complicated. It's like, let's use technology where we know it helps. Then let's also build the right things and, and see how fast we can go. Yeah, you're 100% right. And actually, one of the spaces that's most interesting that's been growing the fastest is B2B, especially okay. B2B to SMB, right? If okay. you think of Squarespace or LogBian, right? These guys that are selling to whether it's a mom and pop or 100-person organization, right? They have these teams that are business development teams. And business development in that universe is pretty old school, right? It's guys with a Rolodex that are calling mm -hmm. up certain partners or certain individuals that might run an accounting firm that are trying to get people yep. to sign up for QuickBooks. And it's pretty disjointed and it's a big world, right? Some of these firms have 20, 30 people on these business development teams and they're willing to invest because they're really efficient, right? These partners can really drive significant amount of sales for a, you know, a pretty reasonable cost. And so they've invested and built these big teams. You know, today, a lot of that can be managed through the same platform, right? You can actually manage all of these relationships and all of these people as partnerships within this landscape. But, you know, a lot of these cases, they're still disjointed, right? They might be managed on spreadsheets, getting checks mailed to them every yep. two weeks, right? Yep. It's just, yep. it's still stuck in this kind of old school system where, you know, a lot of these kind of more modern companies that are moving quickly are really consolidating this. And to your point, that creates it. A more efficient system and a more scalable system. I love that. I want to comment on the B two B on the on the kind of B to SMB play, which we had the chief marketing officer of of UPS on Kevin Warren, amazing guy. He's been there for a couple of years, and UPS will probably cross ninety billion, you know, next year if not more. And he talked about the last couple of years how he really encouraged UPS to really focus on the SMB market. And think about how they could really serve that market. And they made, a, they made a big bet on the SMB world and it's paying off and it's continuing to pay off. And it's because of that attention towards that. And it just kind of confirms your point of the opportunity with B to SMB specifically. I think it's a massive one. And I also wanted to ask you about looking out across the industries, where are you seeing the biggest opportunity for affiliate marketing where there really wasn't? Where are you seeing industries kind of take notice to this and brands of all shapes and sizes potentially and start to double down and invest in affiliate marketing. So as far as the industries that are growing the fastest within affiliate marketing, yeah. you know, there's these traditional, again, I talk about direct consumer, right? These are the shoe brands that are now direct to your door, the shirts that are coming direct to your door, hats, whatever it may be, right? A lot of this traditional retail direct consumer, you know, these guys were living off social and SEM for, for years, right? They're maximizing yep. those channels. They were driving new customers. They're doing it really cost efficiently. 
However, in the last year, two years, it's become inefficient, right? There is a point of diminishing returns where your bids have to go up and the value goes down. And at some point, you need to kind of explore other channels. Over the last three, four years, we've seen a huge adoption by those specific companies coming into affiliate because Mm. it provides scalability, cost efficiency, and new audiences. And I think that's where we've seen massive growth with those companies moving into affiliate and really mm-hmm. changing the landscape and bringing on new innovative partnerships. Uh, some of them are even working together on a brand to brand function uh-huh. where they can actually co-market to their audiences. Um, so a lot of those guys are just, they're smart, they're nimble, they move quickly. What stage are these D2C brands that, that are like ripe for launching something powerful with, with acceleration partners? Yeah, most of the brands that we speak with if they're not at that MVP stage yet, right? If they have not built a a real business where they're driving meaningful revenue and they have active marketing channels that are trackable and they've kind of crossed that that threshold to kind of being a legitimate brand. Okay. Generally, they're seeing 10, 15 million in direct-to-site sales. Okay. Uh, That's kind of the minimum threshold where it does start to make sense to build out this channel. Okay. There's a lot of really cool D2C brands that I start to pay attention to and think about, wow, what are they What are they doing? How are they implementing affiliate marketing? Because we can see the outcome and we can see how fast some of these brands are moving, man. So the information and the support and the strategy that you have at, at the helm of, you know, client strategy is, it's insane, man. I love that because you get to see so much interesting things that are what's working, what's not. And you kind of get to tip your hat to a lot of the success these brands are having. You may not be able to say them by name and that's okay, but look, let's just be safe to say that Acceleration Partners, man, they're, they're, they're working with some powerful brands. So what's next? Like what's next for you? What's, what's next for Acceleration Partners? I mean, to me, a, a guy like you's got some awesome experience. You're already, you know, really leading a lot of strategy in a, when it comes to client side stuff and you know this world really well. What's kind of lighting you up now? Where are you headed? What's, what are you kind of thinking about as kind of next things for you, because you have such really cool experience. Yeah, well, I think I think a huge part of this business, as I mentioned earlier, was really about the supply side. I think what we're trying to do as a brand and what we're trying to do for our clients is really build out this quote unquote performance partnership space, right? So these, these are kind of the different channels of communication with consumers, right? Whether that is mass media, influencer, podcast, direct mail, TV, right? We just believe there is this infinite market of communication channels that can reach different audiences in different ways, offline, online, so many different mechanisms to actually reach these people and engage with them, whether it's a human connection or digital connection. We believe all of those are performance partnerships. And as long as you can track those through a central source, you know, the opportunities are kind of endless, a little cheesy, but uh, you know, the truth is that's, that's where the market is. And that's where a lot of these, you know, a lot of these partners are, are moving towards kind of this pay on performance model. How does acceleration partners stay relevant as we continue to move so fast where technology and AI and machine learning and things are moving, as you know, so quick, how does AP really stay relevant for the next several years? Yeah. I mean, I think there is, there's an ability to live off what you've already done. Right. You've built a lot of these partnerships. They're performing. They're doing well. It's easy to say this is great. Everyone's happy. I think what the push and what the challenge is and what we challenge ourselves to do at Acceleration Partners is continue to grow. Right. It takes a lot of work to forge new relationships. It takes a lot of work to strip down the current model that a brand's using 
and reinvent it to something that we believe can perform better. And I think that's what we always challenge ourselves with is we can't live on the status quo because this world of media and partnerships, it changes every week, every day. And so we need to continue to innovate and push these brands forward or they're going to go elsewhere. I love that. That's awesome. It's clear that you know, you and the leadership team there and just the whole squad at Acceleration Partners cares about the future, like cares where this industry is going. It's why you've grown so quickly. It's why you're not slowing down. Pay attention to this company, folks, um, not only from what they're providing the industry or industries supporting folks in this world, but they're not going anywhere. Okay. Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. We bring marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com forward slash marketing. First question, Kevin, what was the most fun thing about playing professional hockey? (laughs) Uh, Professional hockey in France. Uh, So for me, it was traveling. You know, I got to travel all over France, played in a lot of cool places, played in some really plenty of uh, some really interesting teams. Uh, It was a, it was an awesome experience just to travel around France and, and meet so many people and and see so many different arenas and so many different places. It was a really cool experience. I love that. Uh, Who's one of the best mentors you've had? Honestly, I don't want a brown nose, but I think our current CEO. Uh, So Bob Glazer is just a phenomenal guy. He's smart. He's capable. He's ambitious. He's a natural leader. um, And he just finds a way to bring out the best in people. Um, So, you know, being able to work alongside him and see how he operates and how he interacts with people has been, been really invaluable. Love that. Uh, who would you most like to meet and why? Uh, I got to say Brett Hull. I think that guy is a, is a complete legend uh, for a million different reasons. And if I ever had the opportunity, I'd love to play 18 holes with him. I love it. Awesome. Um, do you have any superstitions? Uh, when I used to play sports, I had a lot of superstitions. Uh, in hockey, you got a lot of equipment and I put it on in a very specific order in a very specific way based on a very specific time. So maybe a little OCD, but uh, as an athlete, I was, I was pretty superstitious. I like it. Okay. Best advice for someone who's maybe a first time executive getting into affiliate marketing in that world. What's some of your, your best advice for someone entering into the world that you've been in for this long? You got to take chances and innovate. I think you can't be shy. You can't sit on the wall and wait for things to happen or learn from people that you think know everything. Chances are, if you're in that position, it's for a reason. And you got to be ambitious. You got to make the move. You got to try things. You got to test. And I think you got to put yourself forward. I love it. Last question, Kevin. What is one skill you've really cultivated in the last five years that you think has really helped propel you to some of the success you're seeing in your career and your life? Yeah, it's honestly listening. I, I think in this world where there's so much noise and there's so many people talking all the time, and you know, it's hard because everybody's kind of waiting for their turn to speak. But I really believe you don't learn anything if you're talking, you learn something when other people are talking. So listening and engaging and going a level deeper to really understand people is invaluable. I love it. You said what a lot of my favorite marketing leaders that we've had on the shows and other executives, that's what they say. They say listening. Dude, we've had folks from you know Deloitte, PwC, and Intel, and all these amazing Google, Walmart. And you ask some of these executives, like, what's the thing they really cultivate? They say listening. So I love that you said that, man. It's one of my favorites. And I feel like I get to do that on this show is really listen and, and hear, hear the things that are being said, hear the space in between what's what's not said because you're dropping all kinds of amazing nuggets on, on, on people. So listening, you heard it, you heard it, folks. He's joined the ranks of other Titans on this show 
listening is a skill you cannot get away from. So Kevin Osborne, such an honor, man. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks so much, Jeremy. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.